Uh, Pastor Mike uh, fell ill yesterday, and so you'll notice on your notes uh, there is a little bit of a different, they're both orange, but they say different things. So if you'd like to follow along with the notes, you're more than welcome. Maybe today these notes will speak to you, but this is not where I'm going to be today. Uh, We're going to be in John chapter 14, verses 1 through 7, and my name is is Brian Eves. I'm the executive pastor here. Uh, So third string today, third string. Is that okay? (laughs) So uh, just grateful to be here. Thank you so much. Counted a privilege to be able just to, to be in the house of the Lord with you today, to be able to unpack what God has for us and just excited about what he has for us and what he's gonna teach us. Not that we can be inspired and motivated, but God, that we can take it and that we can impact and influence the world for Jesus. Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. Well, one of the things about me, if you don't know me, one of my favorite pastimes my wife and I have is that we love to hike. We love hiking. Every Saturday morning, we go hiking. Uh, We'll go with some friends. Uh, We'll go around the trails around here, Whiting Ranch and Riley and Top of the World and all sorts of different things. And we not only enjoy the beautiful scenery, listening to the birds and seeing the deer and just enjoying what God has created, but we also enjoy the fellowship that we have. And yesterday, we had the opportunity to be able to go with our MVCC crowd. This is them right here. We have a hiking group here at Mission Viejo Christian Church. If you didn't already know this, you can go to our website. You can check that out. Uh, Go to Life Groups and you can find out more information about our hiking group. But this is us. This is yesterday. We went out to Whiting Ranch. Just had a great time of just being together, fellowship, uh, walking, enjoying the scenery. We have a time and a moment to pray and hear a devotion, hear from the word. Uh, Jim uh, Knowles, if you don't know him, leads that. He's been leading that for years. And it's just a great time of fellowship and just being together. And and so we really enjoy that on our Saturday mornings. A couple of weeks ago, I had the privilege to be able to go on a retreat to Wyoming, which was beautiful. It was a pastor's retreat. A number of pastors from all across the country got to go and be on this retreat called Refuge, where we just got to go and rest And it was really just a joy and a blessing. Got to go horseback riding, got to do some fly fishing. But one of the things that I was really looking forward to was to go hiking. And where we were was in this beautiful valley. I mean, you can just picture with me, it was this beautiful valley and this lake and this river that ran through, bald eagles swooping down in front of, I mean, just majestic, just, just really just being there and just feeling just the presence of God. It was just beautiful. And I wanted to go on this hike to be able to go above on the top of this ridge to be able to see the entire landscape. I was really looking forward to it. I went up to one of the guides. His name was Grayson. And I said, hey, Grayson, is there anybody else that happens to be going on this hike this afternoon. I would really love to go and see just the vast, beautiful land of Wyoming where we're at. And he says, you know, I don't know anybody that's going on this hike, but what I can do is I can give you the map. And I go, okay. And he says, so here's what you're going to do. You're going to follow this map and, and, and it's on your phone. I'll airdrop it to you. But when you get to this place, There's going to be a way that you can turn left, a way you can turn right, 
and a way that goes right up the mountain. Now, where you want to go is straight. You want to go right up the mountain. Don't turn left. Don't turn right. Go straight. Now, it's not going to look like there's a path there. It's going to look like just a bunch of rocks. Just trust me that there's a path there and just keep going. And I'm like, okay, I mean, I hike every Saturday morning. I mean, it's not rocket science. I'm sure there's a trail. So I started to go on my own, (laughs) walking and hiking. The one thing he did say was when you go on the center path, you'll always be able to see the ranch. You'll always be able to see home. So you want to keep home. You want to keep the ranch in view as you're going. I'm like, okay, we can do that. And I said, all right. And I looked at the map and I noticed that it was a loop. So even if I went right, it still kind of looped around and went to the same destination. But I was going to follow directions. I'm a good XP. I like to follow rules. I like to follow the directions. And so I went straight and I kept going and I got to the place where I could tell it looked like it went left and it looked like it went right. But it was a sheer mountain straight. And all I saw was rock. I didn't see any resemblance of a trail at all. And I said, well, this possibly couldn't be what Grayson was talking about. I'm, maybe if I go right, since it goes to the same destination, maybe if I go right, I'll find that particular trail and I'll be able to get on the, get on the right trail. So I start to go right, and I go, and I go, and I started to notice that as I went right, I no longer can see the ranch. I no longer can see home base. But the whole time, I'm, uh, I'm rationalizing myself. Well, it goes to the same destination. If I keep going right, I'll, I'll, I'll get there eventually. It may not be the way that Grayson told me to go, but it's, but it's clearly here that I can just go to the right and I'll wind up at the same destination. So I keep going and it's starting to get, I'm starting to feel that, inner voice that's saying, you're in Wyoming. <laughs> you're by yourself. <laughs> and you're walking a creek, and it's, you, ever, you ever kind of feel that sense like, I'm going in a direction, I probably shouldn't be doing this, but I'm just gonna keep, I'm just gonna keep going. So I'm going and I'm going, and I come across a sign that says, it's kind of hidden behind some trees, it says, Purgatory Gulch. Now, this probably would have been your clue. It definitely wasn't my clue that this was the time to turn around. But I saw this sign, Purgatory Gulch, and I'm like, oh, that's clever. I'm going to get a picture of that, and that'll be fun. And I can say I walked through Purgatory, and I can put it on Insta, and I would be all, you know, Insta famous. So I started to go, and, I, and at that point, I said, well, I'm going to keep going. It's going to wind up at the same destination. So I keep going. I keep walking through Purgatory Gulch. And I get to a clearing, and I see the other sign. It looks like this. We'll put it up on the screen. Purgatory Gulch. Or maybe we won't. (laughs) Purgatory Gulch. It was a sign that said Purgatory Gulch. And I'm like, oh, this is clever. I made it all the way through Purgatory. So I got to capture this, right? So I, so I get out my phone, 
And I look at this sign and I, and I capture it. There it is. And now you can just picture me like getting this perfect shot right here for Purgatory Gulch because I just have a great story. And I'm lining it up and I get my shot and I can see where the trail begins to go to the same destination. When I look to my right and I notice there is a hole in the mountain like a storm drain. And when I see the storm drain and I look into it, I see two bright blue eyes. And I see a head, the shape of a cat. And I had the privilege of encountering a mountain lion. And I look at the mountain lion and he is evidently studying me, looking me up and down. I look at him and I said, nope. (laughs) And I began to walk, not run, I began to walk away. Now, as I'm walking my way back through purgatory, (laughs) the whole time I'm looking over my shoulder, wondering if he is after me. And thankfully, as I'm going, he wasn't. And the whole time, I just kept saying to me, thank you, Lord. I just want to get back. I just want to get back home. I just want to get back home. I just want to get back home. Don't we, don't we tend to do that? Can't we sometimes be in that same situation where we're making choices and we, we live in a world that we, say, we think that all of these paths can lead to the same destination? And even though when I looked at something and I had something on a map that said it led to the same destination, I still did not follow directions. I did not keep home in view and it led me I led myself into a place where the enemy was studying me and sizing me up unbeknownst to myself. And so we can tend to do that, right? Now, maybe in your life, maybe that's something that you're going through right now, or maybe you can think back through your life. Well, maybe there, you know, there was these these credit cards that I know I shouldn't be applying for and I really don't have the money and maybe you, we can get ourselves into debt. Or maybe we're in a relationship that we know is not healthy, but we rationalize it and we say we can keep going. Maybe there's a, a, a situation at work or maybe there's something that we're lying or de- deceiving ourselves in and we allow ourselves to go off course because we think it's going to arrive at the same time destination. And then we wind up saying to ourselves at the end, I should have seen this coming. Have you ever said that? I should have seen this coming. That was what I was repeating as I was walking back. I should have seen this coming. I knew better to not walk, than to walk alone. I should have listened to Grayson, but I should have seen this coming. Maybe that today for you is right where you're at. Maybe you're in a place where you have been able to, maybe you've been in a place where you're facing that fear right now and you're trying to find your way back and you should have seen this coming. Now, if that's not you and you shouldn't have seen this coming, if you can't relate to that phrase, maybe you can relate to this phrase. You should have seen this coming. (laughs) You should have seen this coming. 
right? Maybe it's with your spouse. Maybe it's with a neighbor. Maybe it's with a coworker. There's something that they have done or something that you're just like, I can tell that you're off course here. And at the end of the time that they're off course, you can very confidently say, you should have seen this coming. When I called my wife the next day, I waited a full day because I just, I needed the courage and the boldness to be able to share this story with her. And I called her uh, from the camp and I said, this is what happened. And, and she goes, that was stupid. <laughs> That's, that, was, that was her way of saying the same thing. <laughs> you should have seen this coming. But also, can I be real with you this morning? Sometimes in our relationships or in our context, we can see in others, maybe, we can see kind of the train wreck that's happening. And we know that they're off course and we know that they're heading in the wrong direction. And we say nothing. And we don't respond and we don't come alongside and we don't try to provide that guidance. But instead, when something, when that thing does go wrong, then we act shocked. (sighs) You should have seen that coming, even though we saw that coming. So what does that look like, that tension that exists when we ourselves know that we should have seen it coming or they should have seen it coming? And sometimes... They can see what we're doing. They can see what's coming with us. And we can easily see what's coming with them. But for whatever reason, we can't see what's going on with us. So today, we're going to be in John chapter 14, 1 through 7. If you want to turn there, that's where we're going to be camping out. Because Jesus says some very profound things. He says some very big, bold things outrageous things with his, to his disciples, and they are kind of listening to this, they're hearing this, and they are in some ways perplexed. So let's go ahead and get to the scripture. Chapter 14, verse 1, Jesus is here, and he says, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and I prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. And you know the way to the place where I'm going. Thomas said to him, Lord, We don't know where you're going. So how can we know the way? And Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and you have seen him. Amen. So today we're going to unpack that. Jesus was setting out a course. Now, just to set this up and help us to really understand what's going on here, Jesus' disciples had been following him 
for three years. They've seen Jesus do amazing miracles. He's preached amazing sermons. He's told these parables and they are drawn to Jesus and they want to follow him. And Jesus is starting to share some things. He's starting to say some things that are unsettling to them. He's starting to share that he is going to be going. He's going to be leaving. And it's causing some anxiety. It's causing some, some uh, concern in the disciples that there is something not right. Jesus is leaving. So let's take it up again at verse 1. Really unpack this. Jesus says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Now, here's, if I can share a little side story. Sometimes I, I read scripture and I go, wow, that's, I, I don't always read it, but I kind of dig into it and I'm wondering like, what would it be like to, to be those disciples? And, and one of the things that I kind of wonder is here is Jesus knowing that he is going to be leaving knowing that he is going to be taking the sin of the world, your sin, my sin on that cross. And what is he doing in this moment? He's comforting the disciples. When he really, in a way, if it was us, we would want to be comforted. But the character of Jesus, the character of God is that in our moments, when we are anxious, when we need to be comforted, Jesus is there and he is our comforter. And so be encouraged today to know that when your hearts are troubled, Jesus is there in the same way, being there as a comforter for you. And he says this other very profound truth, you believe in God and in the same way, way, in the same passion, in the same amounts of, of just truth and, and just commitment, follow me as well. Believe also in me. And so one of the things we want to understand today is that Jesus is our reliable guide. Jesus is our reliable guide. Why? How do we have confidence that Jesus is our reliable God? He is our reliable God because in the same way that we believe in God, Jesus put himself in the same position as God. He claimed to be God. So as we believe in God, we also believe in Jesus. And so if I'm going to, tr if I'm going to trust a guide, I'm going to trust Jesus. Now, just wanted to share with you, we had an amazing team of people this last week who were guides and they were from Royal Family Kids Camp. I wanna be able to share this with you that we had 27 kids be able to participate in Royal Family Kids Camp. These are kids that are in the foster care system. They are, they've gone through some trauma. They've got through, gone through some hard uh, times, some hard places. And we were able to provide guides who are believing in God and believing in Jesus. There were over 50 volunteers from the ages of 17 to 76 
because Jesus is their reliable guide, they said, you know what? I'm going to devote and sacrifice a week of my time to be able to be a guide, to be able to be a witness in Jesus' name to what God is doing and who Jesus is to these 27 kids. And I am proud to say, not because I am boasting, but all because of God and his glory, 14 professions of faith this last week. Amazing kids saying yes to Jesus because people have put their confidence in Jesus and they have embraced him as their reliable guide. So what areas of life are you struggling in? What areas of life are, are troubling you? Is there, is there something that maybe you're on the wrong course? Maybe you're on the wrong path and maybe you're feeling anxious. Maybe you're feeling worried. And Jesus is there in that moment and he is our reliable guide. You know, I love GPS. In fact, my kids no matter whether or not they know, they know where to go, but they still use their GPS. <laughs> and um, have, you ever not, have you ever ignored GPS? Have you ever go, you know what? You're telling me to go this way. I'm not gonna listen to you. I'm gonna go the extra exit and I'm gonna turn right. And what does GPS say? Rerouting, rerouting, right? And in the same way, no matter when we get off course, God is there. And if we go left, we go right. We go the wrong direction we know he's rerouting. There's always a way through Jesus who is our reliable guide. No matter how off course you get or you feel, just know that God is there helping you, coming alongside you, rerouting you into a place to be in the presence with the Father. Jesus is our reliable guide. Jesus goes on to say, Jesus says, My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. In heaven, which is a physical place, God is, and Jesus are preparing many rooms. That means there is a lot of space. There is a lot of room. There's a lot of room for you, for me, for our neighbors. And and Jesus goes and he is preparing that place for his people. And so one of the things we wanna walk away with is that there is the assurance of a prepared path. We have the assurance of a prepared path. Jesus goes ahead and prepares a place for you and for me, for us to be able to be in fellowship with the Father for eternity. And he is preparing that place even now. And as he's highlighting, as we understand the ultimate destination of this path is to be with the, in the presence of the Father. And we have that assurance, not because of something that we see on a trail map, but because Jesus said so. Amen. 
Jesus said so. Now, again, put yourself in the mind of these disciples. They had been with Jesus. They had been following Jesus this entire time. And Jesus is saying that he's going somewhere. And he's going to prepare a place with the Father that has many rooms. I mean, put yourself in the, in the kind of situation of the disciples. They're, they're like, what? Jesus, I don't understand. Every time we, we come to this place, you're always speaking in these, these riddles, these parables. I don't know. Can you just, can you just speak it plain Jesus, <laughs> right? Can you identify with that a little bit? But what Jesus is really saying is that there's a physical place called heaven and God is there preparing a place with, for us. And it's a real place that he wants to see us at. And so let's, let's talk a little bit more about what Jesus is inviting us to. He says this, you know the way to the place where I'm going. And Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going. So how can we know the way? I love Thomas. You know, Thomas, uh, one of the reasons why I love Thomas, Thomas is in scripture like three times, right? And, and, and in that moment, in those three times, he's now become this like rural global statement of doubting Thomas, right? I mean, imagine if, if that were you and, and in your humanity, you did something or you questioned the savior you, and, and now you become um, uh, addicted Sally or cheating Bob. Imagine if that was something that you had to, to carry for eternity. What I love about scripture is that if we were to write it, we're like, oh, let's kind of leave that part out because you know we want to just really elevate. And if I'm going to share uh, Jesus with somebody, I don't want there to be someone who's actually doubting Jesus or, or questioning Jesus. Why would I want that? I, if I were to write this, I want to have everything where it's like, yay, it's all positive and let's let's... Let's, let's just love the Lord, right? But here's Thomas in his humanity. And that's what I love about scripture is that God uses our humanity for his glory to reveal who he is. Because we can identify and relate with Thomas because if I'm with Jesus and Jesus has been doing all these miracles and I have put my confidence in him and I've been following him for three years and now he's starting to talk about going somewhere and preparing a place that has many rooms and you know that place that I'm talking to and, and Thomas is like, ah, um, excuse me, uh, I have no idea where you're talking about or where you're going and he's being real in that moment. And so what we take away from this is that we need direction. Amen. We need direction. And in that moment of we needing direction, what is, what is Thomas though? What's his posture in we needing direction? He comes and he's real with the Lord. He's humble before the Lord. And he's honest with the Lord about his lack of understanding and his lack of knowledge. And he goes before Jesus and he says, I don't know where you're going. And so he's real with the Lord. And so sometimes we as Christians, if you're a follower of Jesus and we come here on Sunday and I love that we're all here, but sometimes we come to church like we carry our bouquet of roses 
and we've got it all. How are you today? Oh, so great. Oh, life is so wonderful. It's so amazing. Oh, praise God. Isn't it great? And sometimes we don't want anybody to see where Thomas is, where you're like, I don't know where I'm going. I'm lost. I'm just here faking it. And where Jesus wants us is he wants us to be honest. He wants us to be real before him and to, and to come to that posture to say, I don't know where I'm going. God, I don't know where you are. God, will you, will you give me direction? I have been off course and I don't know how to get back to you. God, will you give me direction? Before we can get to that place where we're asking direction, we need to be honest with ourselves and we need to be honest before the Lord and we need to ask ourselves, am I doing it right? Or do I need to just surrender and let everything go and to follow Jesus? And so today, if that is you and you're walking around with your bouquet of roses and you've got that smile and you're faking it until you make it, can I just be honest with you? And I love Pastor Mike's heart. And it's one of the reasons why our vision is about real and we wanna be authentic is because none of us are perfect and we all need a savior and we all need direction. And Jesus is our reliable God who has assured us a, a wonderful place and we need his direction to get there. And Jesus says the most profound thing in response to Thomas's question. He didn't just go, okay, I'm gonna leave that there, Thomas, because you obviously haven't been paying attention. I've been with you for three years now. When are you gonna get it? When are you gonna get it? No, he doesn't come across like that. He just very humbly responds to Thomas and he answered, I am the way and the truth and the life and no one comes to the Father except through me. And so what Jesus' response, what he's sharing with Thomas is that there is an exclusive path through Jesus. See, we maybe think that there's all these paths that get to the same destination. Well, your truth is your truth and my truth is my truth and we can all just be okay. You know, I don't want to upset you and unsettle you. Um, we can just kind of, kind of go through our things and go through life with our bouquet of roses and everything's just great and everything's peachy. Meanwhile, if we are followers of Jesus and we recognize that there is an exclusive path that's only through Jesus and others are not on it, does that break our hearts to understand that they're off course and they're not on that exclusive path with you? Or are we just kind of just going through the motions? And so what does Jesus mean when he says that I am? In that statement, I am, Jesus is identifying with God. We see many times in, old, old, in um, the Old Testament where God says, I am. I am the I am. 
And Jesus, in this declaration, says, I am. He is declaring himself the great I am. He is declaring himself God. And he calls himself and refers to himself as the way. The way, meaning the only path to heaven. He is the path to heaven. He is the personal path to heaven. He's the only way. He is, even though it may appear that there are multiple paths, Jesus is the exclusive path and he calls himself the way, the only path to heaven. Jesus refers to himself as the truth, meaning he is the only true measure of righteousness. Jesus says, if you have seen me, you have seen the father. Just to help a little bit, if, if we were to understand this, imagine, picture Jesus as like God's visual aid, okay? God's visual aid. If, if you wanna know the character of God, you look at Jesus. If you wanna know um, who God is in his love, you look at Jesus. In his grace, you look at Jesus. In his mercy, you look at Jesus. So when we understand Jesus as the truth, we're, he's, he's identifying that he is the truth of God. He is the truth of God. He's the very representation of the fullness of God. And Jesus also says that he is the life, that he is the only source of both physical and spiritual life. What Jesus is about to do, in the, he's hours away from giving up his life for mine, for yours, for the world. He is the only life that can be right before God. And so Jesus is about to give up his life and he is about to, to be sin for us. Our very sin, the decisions that you've made in the past, the present, the future, Jesus is about to take all of that on and he is about to suffer the death that you and I deserve. He is about to be that life for you. And so he's very humbly going before the disciples and sharing with the disciples that he is the way, the path. He is the path. He is the truth. He is the very truth of God. He is God. And he is the life, the life everlasting, the life that has died for your sins and my sins. And it is through his life that we can be reconciled with God. And so finally, Jesus closes it with these words. Jesus said, if you really know me, you will know my father as well. From now on, you do know him and you have seen him. And so we are invited to know Jesus. We are invited to know Jesus. And so today, maybe 
maybe you're like, okay, I'm starting to understand or I'm, I'm still wrestling with this. I just want you to know that even if you're off course or you've got questions about the path or maybe you're, you're still in this place where you're like, I don't know if I understand the whole destinations thing. I think kind of like, well, that person can be right and that person can be right. And Jesus is claiming these amazing, bold statements that he is the way, the truth and the life that he is the exclusive path, but he doesn't leave it there. He invites you on to the path. He is inviting you to be in relationship with him. If you really know me, you will know my father as well. And from now on, you do know him and you have seen him. And that is the invitation that is before all of us today. Do you know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? Do you know him in a way that Thomas wanted to know him? In that place of humility where you can just be real with God? Not in a place where it's like, okay, I can see, I see God as this judge. And every time I come into church, like I feel guilty or I feel shame. Um, do we see that in Jesus? No. Or maybe, maybe this is like, okay, well, I'm just, I'm like cool with God, you know, but I don't really like make decisions on a regular basis to follow God. And so I kind of just, like, that allows us our sin nature to kind of take, take its course, right? Because we can have salvation in Jesus, but sin can still ruin our lives, and, and what God wants for us is to be in a place of relationship with Jesus, continuously being in relationship with Jesus, to be able to identify with Jesus because we know that Jesus is God. And if we want to know God, we want to see Jesus. And out of God's grace and his mercy for each and every one of us, that invitation is before every single one of us. And so what do we do with this? So maybe as far as our action uh, steps today, our action points, maybe today you have not made that decision to follow Jesus. You've not made that decision to invite him as your personal Lord and Savior. And let me just remind you about my walk through purgatory. <laughs> I had no idea that the enemy was crouching right there when I was taking that picture. I was walking through like everything was fine, going through my life, being okay. Meanwhile, right to my right is danger. And you don't know when that day could come for you. And so if you're not right with Jesus today, today is the day of salvation. Jesus has that invitation for you today, and he invites you to develop a personal relationship with him. What does that look like? It looks like just repenting and just saying, you know what? I've been on this course that I've just decided to go myself. And what I'm going to do Jesus, is I'm going to turn around and I'm going to walk towards you. Now, what the difference is, is that I kept looking over my shoulder in fear. But when we turn and we focus our eyes on Jesus and we repent and we, all that sin is gone. Amen. 
It is forgiven. And we can walk in confidence knowing that we are going to be in the hands of our Father because of Jesus and what he has done for us. So if that is you today, I wanna invite you. No, Jesus wants to invite you into a personal relationship with him. The second thing is maybe today, you know, you've, you've given your life to Jesus, but maybe you're off course. Maybe you've made some decisions. You're, you're kind of like, well, you're justifying. Well, I'm kind of, you know, I'm still, I still go to church. I'm still in a life group. I'm still kind of in this community and everything's going okay, but you're off course, that secret place that you're not willing to allow Jesus in. And Jesus is waiting for you to trust him and to really recognize him as your reliable guide. Because every time we make a decision to go our own way, we put ourselves as the guide and we're not resting in Jesus as our guide. And then today, maybe there's a decision that you have to make. And I don't know about you, I I am definitely guilty of this, is I'll wake up in the morning and I kind of, I've got my decisions to make, right? And I'll go and I'll make them. And I, any other to-do list people out there, I've got my to-do list and my action items. And I'm like, okay, I've got to accomplish A, B, C, and D. And I'm going to go through all of these things. And to be completely transparent and, and real with you, sometimes I don't take the, that decision-making before the Lord. And if we're going to allow Jesus to be our reliable guide, that means he makes the decisions. And so... The invitation today maybe for you is to be, what does your prayer life look like? Maybe to be in a moment of prayer. Maybe what does your, your life look like in scripture? What does that rhythm look like for you? And are you allowing that decision-making to happen today? So I just pray that wherever you are today, that, that you would make the choice to be on the path to heaven with Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much, God, for your word. God, we thank you that, God, that you are a reliable God, that you give us the assurance of a real place called heaven, that we may be able to be in fellowship with you for eternity. God, we confess that we need direction. God, we need you whether we've confessed you as Lord and Savior or not, we're gonna always need you. So God, wherever that is, God, will you search our hearts? God, will you reveal to us where we need direction from you? And God, will you allow us to invite you into our hearts, into those secret places where we've been trying to keep those secrets from you? You know them already. There's nothing we can keep from you. Will you allow us to allow us to allow you to be the guide? Help us, God, to trust you as the way and the truth and the life. And in Jesus' name, we all said, Amen. Amen. So maybe today you made that decision 
for Jesus. And we want to welcome you to that family. If, if today you made that decision to walk that path towards Jesus, to turn away from that, that life that you had, that sinful life, and you're working your way towards Jesus, we want to say welcome. We're so excited that you made that decision today. We do something every Sunday morning called communion. It's a time where Jesus sat with his disciples at that last supper and he reminded them of what he was about to do. And so in the seat back in front of you, there's some bread and there's some juice and the ushers are gonna come in front for those that are sitting in the front row. And that bread symbolizes Jesus' body that hung on a cross for your sins. And the juice represents his blood that was spilt on your behalf. And so this is just a time where we commune with God and we we ask him and invite him to take that inventory as we remember and as we reflect on what he's done for us. Thank you so much for joining us at Mission Vale Christian Church. Just know that we always have live services here every Sunday at 9 and 11 a.m. We'd love to have you here and we'll see you next time.